Hi, everybody, and welcome to MindTap with Alternative Therapeutics. I'm Olivia. I'm Brittany. And I'm Chase. And today we are going to be talking about meditation. Brittany actually recorded some meditations. We have them on our website at trainyourbrainohio.com. So you can take a listen to those, and we'll talk a little bit more in depth about the meditations that she recorded and um, just meditation in general. Enjoy. teaching meditation for a couple years now and have been doing meditation personally for I always lose track seven maybe seven years so it's something that's very near and dear to my heart and I have found it personally very useful in my own life and have noticed clinically in my work with clients that it is can be pivotal for people and can really be life-changing and getting them going in the right direction if they learn the skill and take it seriously and and utilize it regularly. So Mm -hmm. I now have a course. We now have a course on the website, on Alternative Therapeutics website, that gives a 30-minute introduction to the topic of meditation. And so I want to touch on some of those points here today, but not be totally redundant because the course is available on the website. Um, And then just also talk as a group about how we use meditation personally, if we do use meditation personally, and then with clients and just some pitfalls and things to think about as far as starting that practice. Sounds good. Cool. So a couple things that I want to just talk about are, you know, I guess meditation's overall benefits. I think most people think when they think about meditation's benefits, they think about it being calming or relaxing, which it can be, right? Mm -hmm. Not always. Um, But the research for me is the most, uh, the most interesting as far as the various benefits that can really come from a regular meditation practice. So of course it helps, can help calm the mind and can really help kind of make you more present, more in the moment. But some of the really interesting benefits that research has shown can be more than just mental. It can be physical. So immune function can be boosted like we don't get sick as often really yeah I was kind of surprised by that but it makes sense because our immune system is uh you know can be impaired if we're really stressed right so yeah so if we're reducing stress then we're going to improve our immune function Mm -hmm. um along with that blood pressure can improve again that's also very tied into stress and if we're feeling stressed our blood pressure can can raise Mm -hmm. Cortisol levels. So cortisol is a stress hormone in our brain, and that can create all kinds of problems if it's elevated for long periods of time. It can impair our memory. Um, It can create different inflammatory processes in the body, and so it helps to lower cortisol. Pain reduction. I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast about my experience with birthing my kids with with the use of meditation, right? So um, I can personally attest to that one in helping with managing pain. And it also has been shown to improve longevity. So people who 
have a regular meditation practice, when they do functional MRIs of brains of people who meditate regularly versus people who don't at a certain age, their brain actually looks a lot younger. There's less deterioration. Neurons stay stronger longer. And um, it really reinforces those pathways that are important for memory and executive function. Well, that makes sense because when you're meditating, it's like you're, you're controlling your brain and you're utilizing more of it that doesn't get used on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, definitely. Yeah. That you don't really think about that, but, but yeah. it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And I, I like that you brought that up because part of the, what, what we're offering online, um, on our, through our course and the, the various meditations. One thing that I really like about meditation is the the multitude of types of meditation out there. Like there's a meditation for everybody, I think, you Mm -hmm. know, and if you don't know a whole lot about it, you might just think it's about stopping your thoughts and, and clearing your mind, so to say. But there's a lot of meditations that I really like that are very active for the mind, um, where you're really using different parts of the brain that can be really calming, like thinking about a body scan. So you're thinking Mm -hmm. about the different parts of your body and that's utilizing your, your sensory motor strip. So that can help strengthen that part of your brain because you're literally thinking and feeling those parts of your body Mm -hmm. and activating those parts of your brain while you're doing it. Right. Yeah. And so like you said that it, you're using different parts of your brain and different types of meditation can also utilize different parts of your brain. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Emotional benefits. I think if you're, if you're listening to this, you probably are interested in psychology and counseling (laughs) and, and mental health and things like that. But obviously there's been a lot of research to show support for improving anxiety, depression, even attention deficit disorder. Yeah. With attention deficit, the mind is often scattered and in different places and it's hard to stay focused with meditation. You are training your brain to stay focused on one singular thing at a time. Right. Um, So, Yeah. Pretty, pretty cool stuff. And then, you know, a lot of the the benefits are less of a secret. I think a lot of people are finding out about the benefits and larger systems are implementing meditation into their practices. Uh, There's been prison systems that are teaching their prisoners the skill in the military. It's pretty big Mm -hmm. law enforcement, even like big corporations like I know Google and other corporations have realized the benefits and they're like paying for their for their employees to get this training or to use certain technologies and things that can help with, with meditation. And so pretty, pretty good. Yeah. I have a app that I used before the Nike running app Mm -hmm. and they have, um, where you can like, it's like a meditation almost while you're running. Mm -hmm. Yes. And there's, there's some that are like meditations while you're running, but there's also some where they're just kind of like coaching you and getting you through because that's what I really need. (laughs) But yeah, I thought that was really cool when I downloaded that app and I saw that I was like, you don't really think about are the one who introduced me to that app. Yeah. And I love it. And then I noticed the guy from Headspace. I don't remember his name, Yes. but he is a coach in some of the runs. And so yeah, Yeah. it has that meditation angle Mm -hmm. while you're running. So it just keeps you like Set, you know, centered, mm-hmm. present, and kind of not trailing off into different directions. So you can kind right. of use running. Not as focusing a on how miserable you are. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, I wish I liked running more than I do. But. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, 
what else was I going to check in on? Um, so one thing that I talk about in the course and that I wanted to mention here as well is just debunking some of the myths, I guess. I think a lot of things that keep people from meditating are some of the myths or misunderstandings about meditation as a practice. And Chase had mentioned this before we started talking that the, the major myth being that uh, we are supposed to stop our thoughts and we're not supposed to think. And that's the whole point of meditation. Um, and that's not, that's not true. You are, you know, it is building an awareness of thoughts and you are um, working to focus on something other than your thoughts. But mm -hmm. I think the main thing that I really always want people to be aware of is that it is very, very normal and it's a part of the practice to have thoughts the entire time. Um, our brains were built to think and to plan and to remember yeah. and to, you know, just kind of go through our day over and over and over. So to expect that we're going to sit down and just shut that off like a light switch is very unrealistic. Even yeah. like the th saying, oh, I need to stop my thoughts mm -hmm. is a thought, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Kind of hard to... <laughs> Just that turn that off. Yeah. Yeah. It's a process. And so for me, in my experience, you know, I, like I said, I've been doing this for several years now. And what I have found for me personally is that I need a longer meditation. I need at least 12 to 15 minutes to really get into it because <clears throat> the first 10 minutes are, are me fighting what they call the monkey mind, you know, where my brain just kind of going in all different directions. And, um, we use, the term we use in the meditation world is an anchor. So an anchor is what, if you think of a boat, and an anchor holds a boat in place and keeps it from floating in too far in one direction or another, that's what we use in meditation practice to keep us from going down the rabbit hole of, of thoughts. Mm -hmm. Something that we come back to over and over and over, whether that's our breath, focusing on our body, whatever it is. Um, so I think that's a point that I really want to get across in this podcast is just saying, like I do in my course, don't beat yourself up over having a lot of thoughts because that is just a part of the practice. And every time you practice coming back to whatever your anchor is, after you've gotten lost in thought, you are, you are literally strengthening your brain and strengthening that pathway in your brain to be able to be present and refocus. Right. right? Mm -hmm. So that's a, that's a really big one. Um, Making it a habit is something that I find is really challenging for a lot of clients and for it's challenging for me. Yeah, right. <laughs> for all of us. Yeah, that's that's one of the biggest hurdles I think for people. And so, while this list is not perfect, I w these are some common things that I like to suggest to people. So, um, tying it in with another habit that's already happening. So whether that's a part of your morning routine, getting up, starting coffee, going to sit down to meditate for five minutes, and then pouring yourself that cup once it's brewed, mm -hmm. it can be easier to create a new habit when it's tied into something that's already happening, right? So that's one, one tip. Uh, trying it out for a period of time, so two weeks is what they say is necessary to turn a new habit into something long-term, so giving yourself at least two weeks, I say at least 30 days to really try something daily and see if it's something that you feel like it's a good thing to continue with. Mm -hmm. Setting reminders on your phone. Our phones, we are always, we always have them with us. So reminders oh are everything. I have so many reminders that go off during my days because I don't remember anything if I don't. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I'm the same way. 
if it doesn't have a reminder, it doesn't get done. Right. So setting those reminders and then you get to check them off and that always feels good. Yeah. Right. And, um, having an accountability partner. So maybe, maybe somebody in your life has been wanting to try it out and it's something that you want to do together. That would be awesome. Yeah. You guys can have someone mm -hmm. to talk about it with. Um, so yeah, so the course on the website, I would encourage anybody who's listening to check that out because we go into more detail about some of the neuroscience and benefits and, and so forth. So I do encourage uh, people to listen to that. But also on the website, we've included six, I'm calling them starter meditations yeah. that are available on there. So different general mindfulness practices um, as well as some different takes on meditation. So I have a loving kindness, which is great for developing personal and outside empathy. Um, I have a vis guided visualization where we go to the beach, which, <laughs> yeah, everyone's missing vacation right now, probably. So yes. yeah, that'll be a good one for people to use. And I also have an affirmation meditation. So this one kind of takes some hints off of hypnotherapy where we're doing a slow relaxation and then going into some positive affirmations and people have been enjoying that one. So check them out, give us feedback and yes, feedback all, is always welcome. Yes. Mm. Positive or negative. We want to hear it all. And any suggestions for particular types of meditation? Cause I do have a list mm -hmm. of more that I plan to record and add onto the website soon, but always open to suggestions as well. Mm -hmm. What else? How have you guys, what have, what are, what are your guys' experiences with meditation? And is it something that you find helpful with yourself or with clients? Where do you guys stand with that? Yeah. So I, um, made that actually one of my goals. We kind of have quarterly goals here at alternative therapeutics. And <laughs> one of my personal ones was to, um, meditate at least three times a week. And ultimately, I'd like to build it up more than that. But for me, starting a routine, I feel like I always need to start small. Otherwise, it never happens. Mm -hmm. um, Makes it approachable. Yeah. So I, uh, I've i been doing that where I'll do like a body scan before I fall asleep to kind of help me fall asleep after a long day. I've been um, trying to just do it whenever I have like a, a break, like Tuesday, I had a really long day here at work. And so like when I had a break between clients, I did like a 10 minute meditation and it just kind of helps ground me when I'm just feeling overwhelmed or just scattered. Yeah. Scattered. Yeah. Just trying to kind of come back to mm -hmm. the present so that I can give my best self towards like my clients and everything. So I really, I really enjoy it. I used to, I don't remember like the first time I heard about meditation or I don't really remember how I started doing it, but, um, I really liked it from the first time mm. I did it. And it is kind of weird when you start out, you have to realize that it's okay if your mind wanders as we talked about before. Um, and knowing that that is a myth of meditation, like you don't have to it, we're human. Our brains think things all the time. You can't really stop your thoughts. It's mm -hmm. more just like being able to focus them on what you're trying to focus on and practicing that and getting better at it. And so I feel like I've kind of gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, well, I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So 
that's and some days are better than others too. I notice like there are periods of time where things will feel like really hard and no yeah. matter how long I sit there, my mind just keeps going. And then other days I feel like I lose myself and lose track of time and mm-hmm. yeah, you know, so it, it can really just go either way and you just have to keep, keep at it mm-hmm. and knowing that you're always getting benefit out of it, whether or not it feels like you lose yourself in it or not. Right. Right. I don't think there's necessarily a, like a wrong way to do it either. Yeah. No. Just that's like, what's so great about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's hard and I think it's scary too a lot of times because you're asking yourself to go inside mm-hmm. and be, you know, sit with like your own thoughts, feelings. and Ooh, that's a really good point. We did not mind. touch on that. So mm-hmm. that is, you're, you're like, you're asking, you're giving yourself permission to be vulnerable with yourself, which is not always the most fun thing sure. to do. Right. Because distraction is almost a defense mechanism yeah. where you're just like staying busy or, or doing other things. So you don't have mm-hmm. to focus on the way you're feeling right now. Yeah. Oh, that is such a good point because yeah. we work with a lot of trauma and people who have had trauma might really struggle with mm-hmm. sitting with that. And, and mm-hmm. that brings up, I read a book um, by Emily Fletcher and I can't remember the name of it right now, but at least I'm giving her props. Um, sure. <laughs> She talks about how, especially when you're first starting meditation, that it can be really helpful to be with a counselor and to have a counselor's support because mm-hmm. things can start coming up when you kind of start to let your guard down and let that sympathetic nervous system start to calm down. Mm-hmm. It can really just bring up some stuff for people. So mm-hmm. if yeah. you haven't tried meditation and you're listening to this and do have some things in your history that are traumatic, consider yeah. Getting it in touch with a therapist and having that support first. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. For sure. Well, I guess I can say like what I do. Yeah. Yeah. So I do, I like to be more like internal, like with my body. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not much for like visualization mm-hmm. myself personally. So I like to do body scans and body awareness. Um, I notice my mind is very much active and it wanders, which at first I used to think that that was, that I was doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, but I notice now, um, I just need a little bit of like, I need a couple invitations to myself to relax. So I either start with like breathing or I have something in my hand that sensory wise can keep me, you know, Mm -hmm. here and there to anchor it. Mm -hmm. So that helps a lot in terms of, being able to stay with whatever I'm trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like holding something. That's a good idea. A lot of people will use like crystals or mm-hmm. whatever. It doesn't have to hmm. be anything special, but. For me, it's a homemade stress ball out of balloons and baking soda. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. That sounds very comfortable. Craft time with Chase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come next week. <laughs> All kinds of tips and tricks here. Okay, thanks for listening to our talk on meditation, and tune in next time. We're going to be talking about some of the common myths around the therapeutic process, around being in therapy, and what it's like, and what expectations are. Yeah, yeah. should be interesting. And if you follow us on social media, we have Instagram at Alternative Therapeutics. Um, on Facebook we're Alternative Therapeutics and feel free to reach out to us with any questions you may have about therapy or um, if you think you know there's any myths or things that you just kind of think about it we'd love to hear that absolutely 
Bye. <laughs>